welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I am your host. And joining me on the show today, we have author of several children's books. Her latest one, How to Be More Hedgehog, is out now. It's Anne-Marie Conway. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so lovely to be here. It is lovely to have you here. Brand new face to the show. So let's get to know you a bit better, Anne-Marie. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your your writing journey, like how you got into becoming an author and some of the highlights you've had up to now? Um, Well, I'm a drama teacher and um, I write a lot of material for my drama company. And uh, when my first baby was born quite a long time ago, 21 years, I had a year off from work. And during that year, I decided to try and write something a bit longer than just the sketches and skits and things that I wrote for my theatre company. So I wrote a drama series, a book of um, three books about a drama club. And that was the beginning of my writing journey. And um, the first, well, I wrote the first one first, obviously, and it got some interest and then it turned into a series of three. Absolutely. And we're currently looking today, I've mentioned it there in the introduction, your latest one coming out now from UCLan, How to Be More Hedgehog. It's a beautiful story about sort of Lily and sort of like her way to sort of get her voice across, uh, literally That's and right. figuratively. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the inspiration for it? Because it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, maybe give us a, an overarching sort of synopsis of the book. So um, the story is about Lily, who has a stammer. She um, is very passionate about nature and the environment and has lots to say for herself. And then um, at the beginning of year six, it's at Christmas time, her teacher, who she trusts and feels very safe with, leaves unexpectedly. And a new teacher comes to teach her class and it really unsettles her. And there's um, a lot of change in the class due to the new teacher, which puts Lily into a situation where she doesn't really feel confident about speaking with her stammer. Um, Her friends change a little bit towards her and she becomes more and more stressed about um, presenting this project and how it's going to sound and how her best friend's going to feel about it, who's her partner. And um, then she decides to practice her presentation and her brother, who that's another part of the story to do with some problems in the family, he uploads the video and uh, the story sort of goes into cyberbullying. And I don't want to give away too much, but that's kind of um, what happens to Lily. And she has to find the courage within herself to overcome those obstacles and still get her her passions across and to, to have her voice heard. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you sort of look at this story, it's from the beginning on the outset of she, Lily sort of comes to it. Mr. Daly comes in, who's the new teacher. He's yes. very, very much sort of like shaking things up, very different. That's and it's, right. It's, it shows that way that children, you know, can feel at ease with their surroundings and stuff like that and how something as simple as this. Now, I think a lot of the time Mr. Daly is also trying to be supportive. Yes, and, he know, is. He reaches out to Lily's mum, you know, in, in ways, I, I think, especially of the one where she writes the, the like, the story uh, yes. about her stammer. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, and actually, um, the inspiration for the book came because I, I taught a girl with a stammer um, as a drama teacher. I would teach the same children all the way through their primary school journey. And there was a girl with a, quite a pronounced stammer and she was brilliant at drama and she was also passionate about lots of other things. But the way that the other children responded to her changed over the years that I taught her. So when she was in year one and year two, she was very bubbly. She couldn't stop talking and all the children just sort of accepted how she spoke. There was just never an issue. And then as she got older and especially in year six, uh, especially the girls, they I think because anything that's different or, uh, you know, they they became awkward around her and then she became more and more withdrawn. So her whole personality changed in year six. And that was really the inspiration for writing the story, because, um, you know, it's difficult if you have anything that makes you different from your peers or um, stand out in any way. You know, school can be a very cruel place for children so, at times. And yeah, that was the inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you sort of look at the sort of external factors and especially like when I'm thinking for Lily, you know, she's trying to stay positive about uh, what's going on at home in her life. You know, her dad uh, and mum are separated. Her dad's new partner is just about to have a baby who she's she's very excited about yes. seeing the new baby. And mm -hmm. I do love the the connections that her and her dad have staying close. And obviously it shows it the difference where Dylan, who's her brother, has very much fractured uh, as as part of the separation. It shows how children deal with things differently and I think that's quite important to show that there's not a cookie cutter approach to yes. dealing with these emotions. Yes. That's right he feels very rejected by his dad whereas Lily has been able to sort of embrace this new um, her stepmom into her family and sort of um, make a connection with her stepmom and she does feel very close to her dad and they share a lot of similar interests but for Lily's brother he's just feels horribly rejected and of course he then starts rejecting everyone in turn um, projecting those feelings out so yes it's not like a, just a predictable oh my parents have split up and that's ruined my life for Lily she can get some positives out of that but unfortunately not for her brother so mm, yeah it's one of those things unfortunately that you don't know how it's going to go and it's a message that I feel is is strongly sort of worded in the narrative, not so much that it sort of overtakes Lily's story, but it's definitely something that, you know, it's more than just one of the things that Lily's having to overcome, because obviously that's adding a fracas to just life at home. You, you see Lily's mum is constantly at her wit's end trying to deal with yes. effectively Dylan's behaviours, uh, lashing out school and, and just taking it in those negative lights. And of course, that then is detrimental on Lily's needs from her mum, because her mum's just totally taken up in this headspace. Yes, that's right. And also Lily's mum has this sort of mantra that you don't shine light on a problem. You just sort of um, ignore it in a way and hope it goes away, which, of course, we all know doesn't work. And so Lily really needs her mum to be able to talk about what's happening at school, what's happening with her friend, the new teacher coming, her issues with her brother. But her mum is so sort of trying to hold everything together and is just like, um, it's all going to be OK as long as we don't think about that. and We don't think about that. And we just all carry on and hope for the best and these bad times will pass but that doesn't really serve Lily very well or her brother and so the mum also goes on a bit of a journey learning that um, talking about problems actually makes them smaller it doesn't make them bigger so that's another message I wanted to get across in the book.
yeah you don't want to bottle up your emotions in that way and yeah talking about bottles takes us on to the environmental message and the sort of the 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 way that so much rubbish has been thrown into the oceans and it's it becomes a, a part of the the sort of the narrative that they're working like Lily and oh, for the life of me I've forgotten her friend's name that she's Mia is it Mia, Mia. Yes. yes they're working on the, the to save the dolphins in the oceans and now it's interesting this one because it has it shows the passion behind uh, an environmental message and sort of the link as well to like Lily's characteristics she definitely takes after her dad in the fact that he's like a park ranger up in Scotland yes. and she yes. loves animals and environmentalism like how much did you sort of blend into maybe some of your own personality to find this love of animals and nature is that from you um, well actually it's it's quite ironic because um obviously I created the character of Lily and I knew she was going to have a stammer I didn't want her stammer to be what the, the the only thing about Lily was that she has a stammer so I really wanted her to have these passions that she feels very strongly about but as it happens I can't really remember how that came to be Lily became the character and somehow those interests the hedgehog everything sort of it wasn't something I planned. It sort of organically just came as I was writing. And I think maybe because the girl that inspired the story, she was very passionate about the environment and had done a campaign to stop all plastic straws in the area where the school was. So no cafes or restaurants were serving plastic straws. This is a few years ago. And she convinced all of them to, to use paper straws and um uh, reduce their use of plastic so I think probably that's what channeled it but it has it's not really I had to do a lot of research it wasn't something I knew a lot about to start with so um, I had to learn that along the way and especially about hedgehogs all those hedgehog facts I sort of researched them I, just, I love that it's absolutely beautiful in the the chapter headings and stuff yes. like that there is a little hedgehog fact which is just so amazing when you get to the new chapter and be like oh what's the new the latest hedgehog little like uh fact to find out it's very much I'm sure you've got that down pat if there's ever a hedgehog yeah. fact that needs to be dropped in a pub quiz now <laughs> pub quizzes yeah I'm gonna be winning those Oh, fantastic. Well, it was an absolutely endearing story that just really fills you with hope and sort of shows you the challenges that real life can throw up sometimes and the way that we can sort of like, you know, fight through them. And, you know, as humans, we we can challenge adversity and make it through so much stuff. So it's an absolutely beautiful book, one to really champion in, in your schools and uh, at home. Do read it, pick it up and feel empowered as well. That is How to Be More Hedgehog out now by you clan absolutely lovely little book but Anne-Marie it has me wondering with this beautiful book whether you're working on another amazing uh, sort of story to come out soon um I, I haven't actually started a new book but um I do have at the moment a Ukrainian family living with me and they arrived four and a half months ago a mother and her daughter and um one of the things that happened when they arrived was that the little girl Mia um Maya is very frightened of dogs and my dog was very frightened of children. So we did think about maybe finding a different family because imagine fleeing from a war and then you're confronted with this dog. And my dog was so scared of children because a child once hurt my dog when she was a puppy, not on purpose, but by accident. And she would literally chase Maya back up to her bedroom, barking every time Maya dared venture out of the room. But now, four and a half months on, they are literally like, their best 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 friends they just they walk together they cuddle together they they're like a shadow of each other and they follow each other around 
So I do think maybe that might be an inspiration for what's coming next, but I'm a bit close to it at the moment. So I think I have to give this a bit of breathing space. Oh, that does sound like quite a story already in there. Like you say, stories, everyday stories right there in real life just happening. Yes. Uh, yeah, inspirational. Well, we look forward to uh, potentially something like that coming out. So, Amory, absolutely fantastic. Once more, How to Be More Hedgehog is out now from UCLan. Check out your local friendly bookshop, Waterstones Online, wherever you can find it. Uh, we are rapidly getting towards the end of today's uh, interview, Amory, but we do like to offer our lovely listeners the chance of getting their hands on a copy of this amazing book now we've talked it up so much. So, we're going to be launching our competition. Yes, oh, competition fantastic. Form. You lovely listeners can get your hands on a copy of this book by heading over to our Twitter at Big Kids Book Club. That's all one long lovely word. And then you'll be using the hashtag Hedgehog Comp. That's hashtag Hedgehog Comp. Like, retweet with that hashtag. And we always add a quizzy question to have some fun with. And what we're going to be asking today is what animal would you like to be more of? Obviously, we have Lily who uses her hedgehogs uh, to sort of like help her with her difficult situations. But what animal would you like to be more of? So, uh, Anne-Marie, you mentioned there that you had to research a lot of hedgehogs and they came randomly from this other child that you, you once taught. But what if you could yes. be any animal you could be more of? What animal would you like to be more of? Uh, oh, that's a very tricky question. Um Maybe just I'd like to be more dog because my dog has the best life. My dog just is living her best life in the park every day. Lots of cuddles in the evening, lots of fresh air, lots of food, really. What more could you want? Exactly. Be more dog. <laughs> and dogs are always happy as well. They're always happy to yeah. see you. Uh, I think for me personally, because I always bounce what this question yours? back on me, I think yeah. I like to be more cat. So that way, if I feel lazy and I just want to take an easy <laughs> Sunday afternoon off to just sleep in bed, I wouldn't be, feel guilty about it because that's what cats do all the time. Cats don't feel guilty, that's for sure. They don't, I don't have to feel guilty anymore. <laughs> so I'd like to be more cats so I could take some more time off. <laughs> but that's some of our questions. What would be your question? What animal would you like to be more of? Use that hashtag hedgehog comp and we could pick one lucky listener to win a copy of How to Be More Hedgehog. How's that sound, Anne-Marie? Just fantastic. Good luck to everybody. I'll be really looking forward to following that on Twitter. That would be really great. Absolutely. Well, it's absolutely fantastic to, to speak to you, Anne-Marie, about all the stuff today, your Thank inspirations you and Lily's story. But before we do let you disappear, do you want to let the lovely listeners know how they can find out more about you and your books? Is there some social media or a website they can go to? Oh, right. Now, there is a website with all my books. It's AnneMarieConwayBooks.com. There you go. So, lovely listeners, do go there and check out some more. You can also head over to our website, bigkidsbookclub.com, to find out more about our books, our reviews, our previews, and more author interviews. But we do hope you've enjoyed today's show. So, one last lovely time, I will say thank you to Anne-Marie for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. You, yeah, and to you, lovely listeners, we hope to see you soon. But until the next episode, don't forget to check out more of our stuff. And until then, all I can say is for you to take care, to stay safe, and most importantly, to keep on reading.